morning, everyone. My name is Mary Lyons. I'm the president of the University of San Diego, and it is my great honor and privilege to welcome you all tonight to the Jenny Craig Pavilion for this spectacular moment in the history of our university. Today was actually the first day of classes inaugurating our new academic year here. It also marks the fifth anniversary of the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice. And tonight, thank you, thank you. Tonight we are truly celebrating with a presentation by a Nobel Peace Laureate at this University of Peace. Joan Kroc, who endowed the Joan B. Kroc Distinguished Lectures Series, we know, would be delighted to know that our school year was beginning with a presenter of this prominence and passion for peace and human rights. This is also the university's School of Law's inaugural Jane Ellen Bergman Memorial Lecture on women, children, and human rights. There could not be a more appropriate person than our speaker this evening to launch this series. I would like to extend a very special welcome to the Institute for Peace and Justice Leadership Circle and the School of Law's Maudsley Fellows, whose support helps make presentations like this possible. As our university moves forward toward its strategic goal of becoming an even more powerful advocate for social justice and human rights, we thank the Institute for Peace and Justice, the University of San Diego School of Law, and the Provost's Office for bringing this outstanding peace practitioner to us. And now I would like to introduce to you our professor and dean of the School of Law, Kevin Cole. Thank you, President Lyons. We at the Law School are delighted to co-sponsor tonight's lecture, which serves as the inaugural event in the Law School's Jane Ellen Bergman Memorial Lecture Series on Women, Children, and Human Rights. We are especially honored to be joined tonight by Dr. Barbara Yates, who was a close friend of Ms. Bergman's and who has helped her to realize her wishes in connection with this lecture series. In the words of Dr. Yates, Ms. Bergman was just an ordinary citizen who gave an extraordinary gift to the law school. Ms. Bergman spent her professional life as a nursing administrator, public health educator, and family therapist. Through these roles, Ms. Bergman developed an abiding interest in the human rights of common people, and especially the plight of women and children. She wanted her estate to further awareness in the legal community about the human rights of women and children. Tragically, Ms. Bergman died suddenly before she could designate an institution to host her lecture series. 
Dr. Yates stepped in to fulfill her friend's wishes, and hence we are able to help bring this wonderful event to our community tonight. We are grateful that Ms. Bergman and Dr. Yates have made possible not only tonight's lecture, but many more to come. Now to introduce this evening's speaker, I would like to welcome to the lectern Dr. Joyce New, the Executive Director of the Joan B. Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice here at the University of San Diego. Good evening. Khosh Amadid. I hope that's understandable to our Persian friends. On behalf of the Joan Kroc Institute for Peace and Justice, I want to add my welcome to all of you, especially to our new and returning students who are here this evening. This is, in fact, quite a wonderful way to start uh, the school year. When Joan Kroc endowed this distinguished lecture series at the Institute for Peace and Justice, she wanted the Institute to bring in speakers who would address cutting-edge issues in peace and justice. We hope that tonight's talk will challenge our thinking and open us to new ideas and new visions. In your program, you have a brief biography of Dr. Ebadi, which I will not repeat, um, and I hope you will have a chance to read it. Dr. Ebadi grew up in a home where she and her sisters were treated the same as their brother. In her book, she writes that this seemed perfectly natural at the time, and only later did she realize that it was anything but natural. Male children in Iran had privileges that girls did not. As boys grew up, their opportunities expanded, while girls' opportunities contracted. She credits her parents for instilling in her the notion of gender equality and her father for championing her own independence, an independence that she says led her to have the confidence to pursue becoming a judge, the first female judge in Iran. Following the revolution in 1979, Dr. Ebadi was stripped of her judgeship. She continued, however, to show up at the legal office to which she had been demoted every morning, but she refused to do any work as a sign of protest. She says she's stubborn. I think others would say she's dedicated to justice being done. Dr. Ebadi has been a target of criticism both before and after receiving the Nobel Peace Prize in 2003. One month ago, the Iranian government declared Dr. Ebadi's human rights center illegal and threatened her with arrest if she continued working. She has vowed to continue working, saying that she has no choice but to continue to defend those accused of political crimes. Like other remarkable people who remain in their countries while those countries are undergoing major change, Dr. Ebadi has been attacked from both sides, by secular critics and by hardline religious critics. Dr. Ebadi has insisted throughout that there is nothing inconsistent between Islam and human rights. As she said in her Nobel Peace Prize acceptance speech, many people in Iran, while respecting their historical and cultural past and their religion and faith, seek to go forth in step with world developments and not lag behind the caravan of civilization, development, and progress. The people of Iran 
deem that participation in public affairs is their right and that they want to be the masters of their own destiny, as Dr. Ebadi has so incredibly been of her own. Please join me in welcoming Dr. Shirin Ebadi. ریاست محترم دانشگاه ریاست محترم دانشکده حقوق هیئت محترم اومنا اساتید محترم دانشجوان عزیز خانم ها و آقایان Dear President Distinguished Dean of the Law School Distinguished Board of Trustees Dear Faculty and Students Ladies and Gentlemen بسیار خوشحالم که توانستم به شهر زیبایی سندیاگو بیام و در این دانشگاه با شما سخن بگم از همه افرادی که برای برپایی این جلسه زحمت کشیدن و موجبات سفر من رو فراهم کردند سپاسگزارم It is an honor to have the opportunity to visit your beautiful city San Diego and at the outset I'd like to express my gratitude for all those who have assisted in facilitating my presence here today اجازه میخوام سخنان خودم رو با اظهار تأسف از فجایعی که در لبنان اتفاق افتاد شروع کنم و به بازماندگان این جنگ از هر دو کشور تسلیت بگم. In the beginning of my remarks I would like to express my regret over the recent events in Lebanon and express my condolences to the relatives of all those who lost their lives on both sides in this war. دولت لبنان ادعا میکنه که در این جنگ برنده شده. The Lebanese government claims that it was victorious in this war. Hezbollah هم همینطور ادعا میکنه. Hezbollah also claims that it came out victorious. دولت اسرائیل هم ادعا میکنه که برنده این جنگ. The Israeli government also claims victory. اما عقیده من پیروز واقعی در این جنگ فروشندگان اسلحه هستند. In my opinion, the true winners of this war were all the arms salesmen. اونها به بهای انهدام سرزمین زیبای لبنان و کشتن هزاران غیر نظامی از هر دو سو و هر دو کشور میلیاردها دلار به حساب واگیشون اضافه شد. Who at the expense of the destruction of the beautiful country of Lebanon and the death of thousands of innocent lives of civilians on both sides gained billions in dollars in their bank accounts. امیدوارم این فجایع تکرار نشه و آرامش هر چه زودتر به خاورمیانه برگرده. 
I sincerely hope that these events will no longer occur and that peace will return to the Middle East as soon as possible. ابراز تأسف می کنم و به بازماندگان شادوانان زنده یاد اکبر محمدی و زنده یاد ولی الله فیض محتوی تسلیت میگم I would like to also dedicate my early remarks to the expression of regret over recent developments in prisons in Iran and give my condolences to the relatives of deceased prisoners Akbar Mohammadi and Waliullah Faiz Mahdavi. I it is incumbent on the administrative and judicial officials of every prison and in the country to protect the lives of every prisoner. The judicial officials in the country must examine cases of neglect about the physical and mental well-being of prisoners and their legitimate demands. I pray that all political prisoners will be released from in Iran. Dear colleagues, اگر در قرن 19 صلح به معنای نبود جنگ تعریف و توصیف میشد اما در قرن 21 صلح به معنای نبود جنگ نیست Unlike the 20th century when peace was defined as the absence of war in the 21st century the absence of war alone does not define peace Rather, peace is a collection of conditions that provides for the basic needs of human beings, upholds the human dignity, and rids human life from any threat. بنابراین زیستن در خط فقر نقض مستمر حقوق بشر نداشتن آزادی عقیده و مذهب ترس از مجازات های غیر عادلانه و موضوعاتی از این قبیل صلح رو در جامعه از بین خواهد برد hence living on the brink of poverty facing continuous violations of human rights lacking the freedom to express belief or religion, and having the fear of unfair punishment are all contributors to the lack of peace in the 21st century. With this new definition of peace, we realize that peace at the national and international levels is based on two principles. 
democracy and social justice. Without that, even if there is silence, it is not peace, but rather strangulation. The silence of an oppressed society, whether one that goes through religious or political oppression, resembles the silence of a cemetery. Soon thereafter, there will be changes and violence, and no one will benefit from that. مانند سکوتی که همکنون در برخی از ممالک جهان سایه گسترده This resembles the kind of silence we see in some countries in the world today. به ظاهر جامعه آرامه اما آرامش قبل از طوفانه زیرا که تا ابد نمیشه مردم رو به ضرب گلوله و زندان ساکت کرد. On the surface, the society seems tranquil, a peace but before a major storm, for no one can keep a society silent with the threat of a bullet or at the point of a gun or the punishment of prison. Hamchenin gostalesh ruzafzun faqr dar jahan va ziyad fasile bein faqara va aghniya چه در سطح ملی و چه در سطح بین المللی یکی از مهمترین خطراتی است که صفر رو تهدید میکنه. In addition, the increase in poverty and the widening gap between the rich and the poor, whether in countries or at the international level, represents another threat to peace. در حالتی که ثروت 80 درصد کره زمین در دست یک درصد مردم اونه چطور میشه انتظار صلح داشت؟ How can we possibly expect peace when 80% of the wealth of the world lies in the hands of only 1%؟ طبق گزارش یونیسف در سال 2005 یک میلیون و چهارصد هزار کودک به علت عدم دسترسی به آب سالم و محروم بودن از فاضلاب بهداشتی مردند. According to a report published by UNICEF in lost their lives due to the lack of access to safe water, drinking water, and sanitary disposals. طبق گزارش UNDP بیش از یک میلیارد نفر از جمعیت جهان در فقر و زیر خط فقر زندگی میکنند. According to a report by the UNDP, over a billion people live either in poverty or below the poverty line. در چنین شرایطی چگونه میخواهیم با تروریسم و یا جرائم مالی مبارزه کنیم و ریشه اون رو بخشکانیم و دنیای مملو از آرامش داشته باشیم Under such conditions how can we fight terrorism or fight the financial corruption that goes along and hope to destroy its roots and, that can, and establish peace in the world 
افرادی که سالها به اونها ظلم شده از حقوق اولیه خودشون برخوردار نیستن و دنیا به خواست اونها بی بوده ممکنه از صد ناامیدی دست به تقیان بزنند و آتشی برفروزند که هم خود به هم سایرین رو بسوزانند Those who have witnessed oppression for many years and whose rights, basic rights, have been taken away from them and at the same time neglected by the world will at some point, out of hopelessness, resort to acts that will destroy themselves and others. اگر طالب سر هستیم باید مقدمات آن یعنی ادالت اجتماعی را هم فراهم کنیم If we seek peace we must pave the way for what leads to it that is social justice و سوی دیگر سر دلایه دارد درونی و بیرونی And peace has two manifestations, an internal peace and an outside peace. همچون جهانی که در آن به سر میبریم روی آن زندگی میکنیم اما از راز و رمز اماغان هنوز بی اطلاعی. We live in a world, on a planet, but yet are unaware of the depth of existence. بدون صلح درون صلح بیرون امکان ندارد without internal peace we cannot achieve peace on the outside و اما صلح درون آن آرامشی است که در سایه هدفمند زیستن به دست می آید that internal peace comes from being able to live a meaningful path افرادی که هنوز هدفی برای زندگی خود نیافتند انسانهای سرگردانی هستند که در هیچ سرایی آرامش ندارند و در هیچ کجا خیشتن خیش را نمییابند People who live without a certain goal in their lives are wanderers who will never attain that peace and cannot find tranquility in any corner of the world و این امر بر عهده ما اساتید دانشگاه است که شاگردانمان را در این جستجو یاری بخشیم چراغی فراروی آنان بیافروزیم تا راه را از چاه تشخیص دهند It is the duty of us as university teachers to be serve as a guide for our students to help them find light and to avoid what is bad and go on the path that leads to that internal peace to teach them that while living happily they can also be useful for others و برای جامعه و دیگر کسان مفید بودن ستونهای صلح درون است. So the pillars of internal peace are the ability to live an internally peaceful life and to assist society as well. با این ترتیب صلح از درون ما آغاز می شود می جوشد در خانواده جاری می شود سرانجام در شریان های اجتماع لبریز می شود و 
بالاخره به قلمرو بین المللی میرسد So peace begins from inside it boils from within spreads through the family saturates the society and then covers the international arena حضور گرامی اجازه میخواهم گزارشی از وضعیت حقوق بشر در یک سال گذشته در ایران بدهم Dear friends, I like to seize this opportunity to report on the status of human rights in the past year in Iran. Iranian law is discriminatory against women. I would like to bring a few examples. بهای جان زن نیمی از بهای جان مرد است بنابراین اگر اتومبیلی در خیابان با زن و مردی تصادف کند میزان خسارتی که به زن میدهند قانونا نصف خسارتی است که به مرد تعلق میگیرد The value of the life of a woman is considered half that of a man. Therefore, if a man and a woman run into a car accident on the street, the damage paid to the woman would be half that paid to the man. By the same token, it takes two women witnesses to substitute for one male witness before the courts. یک مرد میتونه چهار همسر بگیره بدون حضر موجه زنش رو طلاق بده اما طلاق گرفتن برای زن بسیار دشوار و گاه غیر ممکنه A man can have up to four wives simultaneously and divorce his wife without any prior reason but it would be very difficult and at times impossible for a woman to seek divorce نکته مهم اینه که این قوانین تبیزامیز در کشوری اجرا میشه که بیش از 65 درصد از دانشجوان دانشگاهاش دخترند و به عبارتی ایران جامعه است که زنهاش از مردها تحصیل کرده ترند Interestingly, these discriminatory laws are implemented in a society where over 65% of university students are female. So in other words, if we look at the situation, there are more educated women in Iran than there are educated men. It's exactly because of this edu- level of education that the feminist movement in Iran is very powerful. This movement does not have a leader, it does not have an office or a branch, rather it resides in the hearts of every Iranian family that values equal rights for men and women and is against discriminatory laws. زنان ایران تجمع مسالمت آمیز و آرامی داشتند که مورد حمله پلیس قرار گرفت و تعدادی از آنها مضروب شدند. On March 8 this year, a number of women gathered peacefully in a public park in Iran, but were attacked by the police and some were injured. مضروب شدگان به دفتر وکالت من آمدند به من وکالت دادند 
و من شکایتی علیه پلیس مطرح کردم که در جریان رسیدگی است Those injured came to my office and asked that I represent them. I consequently filed a claim against the police and the cases are undergoing revision right now. But interestingly, despite the attack by the police, The demands of the women for their rights has not stopped. Once again, women gathered a few months later, 22nd of Khordad Iranian calendar year, in a very peaceful meeting. And once again, they were attacked, beaten up more heavily, and a few injured again by the police. few were arrested, but they were all released a few days later. But unfortunately, Ali Akbar Musavi Khoyni, who I represent, is still in prison. My client has been in prison for three months now. I have not been granted the right to visit him, nor have I been given a file, nor am I aware of his accusations. Once again, the injured parties, the women in the second gathering, have come to me and asked that I represent them. And once again, I filed a case before the court against the police. We don't know what will happen to the case, what the result will be, and that remains a different subject. But what is the key point here is that this has not hindered the women that have participated in these events to withdraw their demands, their rights. They are not reactive. Rather, they are proactive and have taken stronger steps each way along the way. جنبش فمینیسی در ایران تری رو ارائه کرده که به موجب اون یک میلیون نفر زن و مرد ایرانی درخواست بازنگری در قوانین تبعیزامیز 
As a result of the feminist movement in Iran, there's been a recent initiative, a petition requesting a review of discriminatory laws against women in Iran. برای جمعوری امضا سایتی باز شده به نام www.v-change.org که علاقمندان به رفع تبیز از زن میتونن با مراجعه به اون اعلامیه رو امضا بکنن We are seeking to collect a million signatures from men and women, Iranian men and women. And there is a website that has gone up to collect the signatures as well at www.we-change.org. I think that the website will show up very soon for those interested in jotting it down. Collecting a million signatures will help show that these discriminatory laws are incompatible with the culture of Iranian women. And since we know that there is a chance that the site could be filtered, we've also collect signatures on paper from Iranian men and women. The reason why I insist on um, revising discriminatory laws against women is that I believe that the rights of women and democracy represent two sides of a scale. History has shown to us that women are the last group that benefit from democracy. As if concepts such as freedom, equality, and democracy and freedom, equality were created for men. And if there's any leftovers, then the women could take it. Rather than throwing democracy on a nation through cluster bombs, we must support women in taking stronger initiatives to protect their rights. آیا شما کشور دموکراتی را سراغ دارید که وضعیت حقوقی زنان در آنجا تبیزابیز باشه؟ Do we know of a democratic state where women's uh, laws are still discriminatory? حقوق زن و دموکراسی دو کفه یک ترازو هستند. Again, women's rights and democracy represent two sides of the same scale. و چون قسمتی از قوانین مربوط به حقوق زن رو گفتم بنابراین مختصری از قوانین مربوط به دموکراسی رو هم براتون میگم So since I've already touched on some issues regarding the rights of women I want to touch on some laws pertaining to democracy as well میدونیم که اولین پله دموکراسی انتخابات آزاده یعنی مردم باید آزاد باشن که به هر کس که میخوان رأی بدن. The first manifestation of democracy are free elections that people should be free to vote for whoever they want. 
People in Iran are denied this right. در ایران صلاحیت کاندیداهای پارلمان و یا ریاست جمهوری باید ابتداعا به تایید شورای نگهبان برسه و بعد مردم به اونها رأی بدن. In Iran candidates running for seats in parliament or for the presidency have to be pre-qualified by a council known as the Guardian Council before they can get elected by the people. و به عبارت دیگر مردم آزاد نیستن که به هر کس که میخوان رای بدن بلکه آزادن به هر کس که شورای نگهبان میگه رای بدن So in other words people are not free to vote for whoever they want but rather free to vote for whoever the guardian council determines مهمترین خواست سیاسی مردم در ایران اونه که بتوانند به هر کس که میخوان رای بدن The biggest political demand of the Iranian people is to have the right to elect whoever they want نکته دیگر در وضعیت حقوق بشر بالا بودن آمار حکم اعدام در ایرانه I think speaking of human rights that it's necessary to also speak of the high number of executions in Iran حتی برخی از اعدام ها در ملعه عام و در خیابان صورت گرفته Some of these executions have actually been carried out even on, in public areas and on the streets متاسفانه صدور حکم اعدام برای افراد کمتر از 18 سال هم در سال گذشته اتفاق افتاد. Unfortunately in the past year capital punishment was also carried out for juveniles. طبق مقررات قانون مجازات سن مسئولیت کیفری برای دختر نه و برای پسر 15 ساله. According to the regulations laid out in the penal code, the um, criminal liability age is designated to be 9 for a girl and 15 for a boy. That is to say that if a 10-year-old girl or say a 16-year-old boy commits a crime, they will be treated before the law the same way as a 40-year-old person would. And it's on this very basis that child executions are considered legal and in the past year such sentences were carried out. Another problem facing us is censorship in Iran. متاسفانه در ایران چه در رژیم گذشته و چه در رژیم فعلی همیشه سانسور بوده. Unfortunately in Iran whether in the previous regime or in the current one censorship has always prevailed. اما اخیراً سانسور شدیدتر هم شده. But it's gotten worse recently. در ایران وقتی که می‌خوایم کتابی رو چاپ کنیم بایستی از دولت اجازه بگیریم. When we want to publish a book in Iran, we need a government permission first. In the past year, many books that were originally given permission and approved for publication, the permissions were uh, actually taken back. و دردناکتر اونجاست که گاهی از اوقات به کتابی اجازه چاپ میدن اما دادگاه اون رو قبول نداره 
And worst of all, the most painful, is when a book is allowed to be published, but the permission is not accepted by a court. در چند مورد کتابی اجازه چاپ داشته ولی کن ناشر نویسنده و مترجم رو تحت تعقیب قرار دادن In a few cases a book was granted permission for publication but the publisher the author and the translator were criminally persecuted همچنین بسیاری از سایت های اینترنتی رو فیلتر کردن The same holds true for many internet sites that have been filtered by the government. The government is again being more agitated over the satellites and is removing them at a faster pace. The act is illegal because the decision to remove these satellites was only for a short period of time, legally speaking, and that time has already expired. The situation of workers in Iran is very sorrowful. A large number of workers lost their jobs this year. دستمزد کارگران کفاف مخارج سنگین زندگی رو نمیده. What they earn is not sufficient for covering the heavy costs of daily life. در اعتراض به این وضعیت اعتصابات کارگری در ایران بسیار زیاده. In response there are numerous labor strikes across the country. و متاسفانه کسی هم به خواست اونها ترتیب اثر نمیده But regretfully uh, nobody has followed up with their demands آقای منصور اوسانلو راننده شرکت واحد حدود هفت ماه در زندان بود که اخیران با وسیقه سنگینی هم آزاد شد Mansour Osanlu, a driver of the bus of the bus system or union, was in prison for about seven months, and he was recently released with heavy bail. آقای مسعود اوسانلو و تعدادی دیگر اعتراض داشتند به کمی دستمزدشون. Mansour Osanlu and a number of his colleagues were objecting to the to their low salaries. And they wanted to have their own guild. He was released after seven months under, with heavy bail. And a large group of the bus drivers who went on strike were um, actually lost their jobs. What this shows is that labor strikes will be rewarded either through the loss of a job or through imprisonment. طبق گفته وزیر رفاه و امور اجتماعی در ایران حدود دوازده درصد مردم ایران زیر خط فقر زندگی می کنند According to figures released by the Ministry of Welfare and Social Justice about 12% of the people in Iran live under the poverty line 
اگر این آمار صحت داشته باشه یعنی بیشتر از این نباشه برای کشور ثروتمندی مانند ایران فاجعه است If these figures are in fact accurate, and if we should not be expecting even higher ones, this is in fact a disaster for a wealthy nation such as Iran. Iran has rich natural resources, oil and gas, uranium, copper, برنامه‌ریزی غلط اقتصادی و فساد اداری چنین نتایجی رو به بار آورده. Lack of economic planning and financial corruption at the administrative level has resulted in the predicaments we face today. طبق گزارش کارشناسان اقتصادی ایران از لحاظ ریسک سرمایه‌گذاری در میان 100 کشور رتبه 96 رو گرفت. According to economic analysts, Iran is the 96th country on the list of 100 countries in terms of highest risk for investments. Iran was Last year, Iran was 77th on the list, but this year it's 96th as a result of increased political crisis, both within the country and at the regional and international level. Drug abuse, illicit drug abuse, is also increasing in Iran. طبق گزارشی که چند ماه قبل سازمان ملل متحد منتشر کرد ایران بالاترین درصد اعتیاد رو داشت According to a report released by the United Nations several months ago Iran has the highest number of drug addicts در چنین وضعیتی طبق گزارش ستاد مبارزه با مواد مخدر بودجه مبارزه با مواد مخدر رو هم کاهش دادن Under such circumstances, according to a report by the unit for fighting illicit drugs, the budget designated for fighting illicit drug use has actually been reduced in the past year. According to researchers at this center, about just one real, the equivalent of let's say a cent here, is designated to fight illicit drug abuse in the country per day. Financial corruption in Iran has led to a clear manifestation of a class gap. آقای احمدی نژاد هنگام انتخابات وعده مبارزه با فساد مالی را دادند اما با گذشت بیش از یک سال از ریاست جمهوری ما هیچ مبارزه ای ندیدیم و وضعیت مالی مردم هم به گونه است که گفتند during his election campaign Mr. Ahmadinejad promised to fight financial corruption. A year has passed, and we have still to see any changes. 
تعداد کثیر زندانیان سیاسی یکی از نقاط قابل توجه در کارنامه نقض حقوق بشر The increased number of political prisoners in Iran is yet another attestment to the political report card of Iran, especially in the area of human rights. Political prisoners actually live under harsher circumstances in prisons than ordinary prisoners. زیرا زندانیان عادی امکان دسترسی به وکیل رو در حین بازجویی دارند. At least ordinary prisoners have the right to access a lawyer when uh, during inspections and interrogations. اما زندانیان سیاسی غالباً تا خاتمه تحقیقات در ارسال پرونده به دادگاه حق ملاقات با وکیل خودشون رو ندارند و این امر میتونه ماها به طول بیانجامه. But usually for political prisoners, they don't have the right to see their lawyer until um, a full interrogation of a case has been conducted and a case has been represented before the court, which can obviously take months. و با فشارهای روحی و روانی و بدون حضور وکیل صورت میگیره مسلمان فاقد اعتباره The interrogations in camera behind closed doors, especially given the level of mental and physical pressure on prisoners, um, without the presence of a lawyer, attest to the um, sad situation of political prisoners in the country. زیرا زندانی مجبور میشه علیه خودش صحبت بکنه و حتی به اعمالی که انجام نداده اعتراف بکنه. Often times a prisoner is forced to speak against himself and even confess to acts that he never committed. نمونه اون رو ما در مورد دکتر رامین جهان بگلو دیدیم که بعد از چند ماه دستگیری با وسیقه بسیار سنگین آزاد شد. We saw an example recently in the arrest of Dr. Ramin Jahan Beglu, who was released with bail after a few months. But interestingly, after he was released, even before going home to visit his old mother who was very sick, he actually went before the press and attested to acts um, against himself. Unfortunately, these events do not happen far and in between in Iran. من در عمر وکالتی خودم به موارد بدتری هم برخورد کردم. Throughout my experience as a lawyer, I've witnessed even more severe cases. که قسمتی از اونها رو همراه با سرگذشت شخصی خودم در کتاب خاطراتم که اخیراً منتشر شده به نام ایران اویکنینگ نوشتم. Some of which I speak about along with my own history in my recent memoir called Iran Awakening. 
این کتاب در دسترس شماست میتونید با مراجعه به اون تصویری از ایران بعد از انقلاب رو داشته باشید This book portrays Iran after the revolution و اما آخرین نکته And the last point مردم ایران به دلایلی که گفته شد از وضعیت خود ناراضی هستند و به حکومت ایران انتقاداتی دارند. Because of some of the reasons that I have touched upon, people in Iran are unsatisfied with the situation they have and they have criticized the government for that. اما بهبود وضعیت حقوق بشر در ایران به ارتقای دموکراسی وظیفه است بر عهده تک تک ما ایرانیان و ارتباطی به سربازان آمریکایی نداره But the improvement of human rights in Iran and the promotion of democracy is a responsibility that rests on the shoulders of Iranians and it has nothing to do with American soldiers. مخالف هستیم زیرا پیشرفت حقوق بشر فقط در فضای آرام و بدون از تشنج امکان پذیره we, we are against the military attack on Iran because we believe that human rights can be promoted only under peaceful conditions away from tensions حمله نظامی به ایران باعث میشه که دولت به بهانه حفظ امنیت ملی آزادی خواه ها رو سرکوب کرد. A military attack on Iran will lead and convince the government to repress freedom seekers under the guise of national security. ما ایران را دوست داریم آن را آباد و آزاد می‌خواهیم و اجازه نخواهیم داد ایران تبدیل به عراق دیگر شود We love our country Iran We want an Iran that is free and developed and we will not allow Iran to turn into another Iraq با آرزوی صلح برای ایران و همه کشورهای جهان متشکرم از اینکه با حوصله به حرفهای من گوش کردید. Wishing peace for Iran and all the countries of the world. I thank you for your patience tonight. <تصفيق>